What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 39 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah, and welcome to our first off-season week in motorsports. Yeah, no race. I asked Hannah how what it was like her first... When she walked in, I was like, what's it like your first weekend without an F1 race? But we're both like too busy to even comprehend that. I guess it was just kind of nice. I think at this time of the year, and my my fellow students can relate, it's like I'm actually just kind of glad that it's not a commitment I now have on the weekends Mm -hmm. because um, it's like final exam time for anyone like applying for schools next year. It's like application deadlines are are starting to become due. So um, personally, (laughs) this is actually just a blessing for me, but I still obviously enjoy motorsports. There's been lots of news this week. We Mm -hmm. do have stuff to talk about. Um, Go back throughout the year that we just spent the last nine months recapping with y'all but we're gonna just try to sum it up again in one episode yeah (laughs) if we can i don't know we'll give it a shot before we actually get into the season recap logan Sargent, yes signed for 2024 which means he is like one of like 15 drivers whose contracts end in 2024 now that'll be a fun little silly season yeah next year well i think i that silly season this year, we knew what, like, we knew going into it wasn't going to be crazy because mm-hmm. there wasn't too much going on. And IndyCar gave us an awesome silly season, so mm-hmm. it was actually okay. But, um, yeah, next year will be the silliest of seasons, I think. But I'm happy for Logan. Like, yeah, so happy. We have a statement from Jillian. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? I did, yeah. As Lance Stroll is to Emma, Logan Sargent is to our friend Jillian. Uh, I'd like to thank Williams Racing, James Bowles, and Logan's managers for this wonderful opportunity to get to watch him race Formula One again next year. I'm very excited for more Logan content, and I hope for many more points to come. Hopefully more than one next year. <laughs> hopefully hopefully ones that he earns. Yes. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think I called them real points at one time. Yeah. Real or points. true points. True points. Yeah. Okay. But either way. Um, excited for him. Driver's lineup is rounded out now, mm-hmm. so there is no more speculations. Um, we're happy for Logan. I think it would have been unfair to cut his contract. Well, not cut it. It was only a one-year contract, but mm-hmm. to not extend it. Um, I think one year is not a big enough sample size, and I think that um, a lot of the times that, that he finished or qualified um, the back of the grid, they used um, a lot of those sessions as like test sessions. So mm-hmm. for him to kind of have that whole year almost of like testing and stuff like that. I think that there's some higher hopes for his second season. Mm-hmm. And it'll be nice to not, I mean, speaking on behalf of a team that we have no part of, uh, to, to not bring a new driver in there and then yeah. do the entire thing all over again. Right. Like keeping with Logan is going to benefit everyone in the long run. Right. Good for Logan. He'll figure out what a kilometer is. One day. One day. <laughs> 2023 season. Whoa. We, hold on. What? We've got a couple no- news things to go over before we get there. <laughs> I don't know what's been happening. Okay. Well, I just told you that the Alex, this Alex Albon interview is probably the biggest thing right now in the F1 world. Yeah. And I had no idea about it. I've been like offline for the last 48 hours. So I don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Alex, this past week went on the high performance podcast and I didn't listen to the full episode. So I don't know like what else they talked about in it, but the kind of clips that have been circulating and have been received differently by different people have been about his time at Red Bull Racing. And I think that the questions that were asked were definitely set up to get Alex to compare himself to Max's other teammates. I don't necessarily think that Alex would have just gone into that interview himself and said like, you know, this is me, this is my stats versus this person, this Mm -hmm. person. They were asking about Max, obviously, super relevant, asking about 
Picard and what being Max's teammate is like and and not in so many words but kind of just like you have this teammate that is so um, amazing how do you you know compare like how do you feel working with him how do you I don't know how do you how can you be a a good teammate to Max even if you are technically playing like second fiddle to him that's Mm -hmm. kind of what what being a teammate in Red Bull Racing looks like um and he spoke very matter of fact and he seemingly had like his his data do you remember when he was talking about wanting or like when he was trying oh my god when he was talking about trying to get back on the grid he like had all of his stats he like went and explained it all to James and like was prepared Mm -hmm. so it doesn't shock me at all that he's still prepared and like he just has this information in the back Mm -hmm. of his head like he is ready to defend himself I want to say you know Mm -hmm. I think I mean I think that's all also something to be proud of so he was saying that the year that him and Max were teammates it was a year and a half year and a half yeah he said that the car was probably like the third or fourth best car on the grid at that time um this was in mercedes dominance era ferrari was also very strong um and they were kind of talking about like time gaps between teammates and alex was saying that you know max would qualify like third or fourth alex would um qualify like maybe what did he say? Seven, seven tenths of a second out from him. And uh, he would qualify like 11th or 12th. So his gap to Max was still quite small. It's just that the field in that in that area was, was all kind of close together. So then he went on to say that right now, being in the number one car, that Max's teammates are are qualifying like seconds behind him. And that's not something that's shocking to all of us. We know that Checo didn't get through to to Q3, I believe, four or five times this season, which mm-hmm. is very weird. And Max was qualifying on pole and and on the front row almost every race. So um, he was kind of just talking about the, the differences between qualifying stats, which obviously, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean as much. Um, we've seen Haas qualify on at the, at the start of the grid <laughs> yeah. a few times, mm-hmm. and that's one lap pace. But the Red Bull racing car is not known for one lap pace. It is known for um, longevity in the races. And yeah, it was just kind of a conversation of this is what I was doing with Max as a teammate in this car. And this is what Checo was doing. And he didn't name him, but he said, this is what Max's current teammate is doing in this car. And, and he also, I think, alluded to Max's partnership with Pierre a little bit. And anyways, it was just kind of interesting. I think, yeah, I think if you're asked those questions, you do kind of just take a, I don't know if it's defensive necessarily in nature, but just like you speak about yourself to, you're making yourself yeah you know sound good you don't want to he's not gonna say he was a bad driver no like he had a bad time i mean he did say that red bull was it was a hard place for i like the brief clip i just saw that red bull was a hard place for him to be Mm -hmm. what he said about max's teammates he said the two teammates that he's had he's had a better gap or he's he's had better gaps like he's saying like if you technically look at the distance or if you look at the gaps, if you look at these stats where we were to where they are now, like I was the better second driver. Mm -hmm. And there was also a Twitter account that put out um, some stats kind of backing this up. This Twitter account quote tweeted the clip of the interview and I'm sorry, X, I just can't get used to it. (laughs) It's at underscore away from underscore two underscore three underscore four. Um, this person says it's actually so much worse than he even says. So meaning like Alex was being kind of modest in this mm-hmm. interview. They say in 2020, the worst car Red Bull has made since 2014, Alex's average qualifying position was 7.18. Yeah. 
In 2023, in one of the greatest and most dominant cars in all of F1 history, Perez's average qualifying position was 9.09. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. The data definitely backs backs what Alex is saying. He's not, but unfortunately, and this would happen, he is getting some hate because of this interview. I think people are thinking that he went in there thinking like, oh, I have to make myself look better than Checo, whatever that might be. I don't think that's the case. I think that... Um, Max Verstappen and Red Bull Racing are a really hot topic right now. Alex is clearly an ex-Red Bull driver. I think that anyone who interviews him is naturally going to ask about his time at Red Bull and probably ask those those like tougher questions. And Alex didn't come at it with, you know, I don't I personally, I don't think an ego. I think it was very matter of fact. I think it was it was fact fact based. And um, yeah. But also, like you mentioned, when you just started talking, the interview questions were probably set up. Like he, he probably knew what he, again, what he was getting himself into before the interview actually started. So, I mean, he was prepared. Yeah. And also if anything bad was said, there's always PR people there for a reason. That's like, no, we're going to exonate this. Yeah. So no, nothing I, bad I, was said. I don't think anything bad was said. I think it was, it was handled very well by Alex, but um, yeah. So, you know, obviously the season's over that partnership maintains throughout or for into the next season, um, meaning Checo and Max. Um, I did see, and did you see who else was getting hate this week? Lissy. Why is Lissy getting hate? So, at the beginning of this season, Lissy had written down her 2023 predictions, mm-hmm. and she was looking back at them. Um, like she put them in an envelope, sealed it, and was now looking back at it now. Okay. And she had put in one of her predictions that she thought Daniel was going to replace Checo. And she said that out loud. She was like, this is what I thought was going to happen. And it didn't. And apparently she was getting attacked for it. And I know. But, but like, it almost, almost did. It almost happened. Like, like Daniel didn't start on the grid and he was on the grid at the yeah. end of the year. So, uh, but yeah, people were saying, like, it's very unsportsmanlike of her. And, you know, she's supposed to be unbiased because she works with these drivers. And, this... like, this just looks bad for her working with Red Bull in the future. Like, people were just going off and complaining because of where she is now and like her position in the media that she shouldn't have had an opinion like that. No, that's exactly it. It's every single podcaster, uh, F1 media member, journalist has commented on the matter of mm-hmm. Checo and his kind of poor performance this season and Danny Rick coming back and taking over the AT spot. And Lissy is going to get hate because she's a girl. She's a girl. She's like, yeah. Yeah. So completely uncalled for. She deleted the video. Anyway, I just feel like... Let's just let's just not be hateful online. Is, yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone follows RBR Daily, Red Bull Racing Daily on Twitter. Okay, so this this um, journalist named Joe Sayward. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering that. I probably am. Um, he had written in or for RBR Daily and said informed sources suggest that there is a provision in Ricardo's contract for him to switch into Red Bull Racing after the early races next year if Sergio Perez does not up his game. He also adds that in this case, Ricardo's salary would triple and Liam Lawson would replace him at AT. So it's not even that Checo would go to AT, it'd be Checo would be gone. Right. Which is personally hard for me to comprehend, but I, I wonder if it's just a matter of like, if this happens, Checo, like, and then this is clearly, couldn't be closed worse. Like Checo would probably know about this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he would be like, if I'm not racing for Red Bull Racing and I'm getting replaced, I am not going to AlphaTauri. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, but I can understand how if you're losing your seat, you're not taking the AT seat. Yeah. How do you think Jack is going to do next year? How do you think Red Bull is going to do next year? 
I, I'm not even thinking about next year yet. It's <laughs> stressing me out. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think that Red Bull will be able to carry that dominance for an entire season again. That's God, I hope not. Yeah. I just hope we have some uh, variability on the grid. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other notes and news. Um, just a couple hours ago, it was reported that Alfa Romeo is no longer looking at F1 longevity. And we know that Audi is taking them over in 2026, but um, that they're going to look into WEC instead, the World Endurance Championship. No way. Yeah. Huh. It's kind of fun. That would be cool. Now, I'm a little confused, though, and I was doing some research, and it seems like no one's asking this question, but, like, what are we doing for two whole years? Like, there's... Is Sauber just taking over the name in 2024 and 2025? Because in 2026, Audi comes in. Mm -hmm. But we still have two seasons before then. And Alfa Romeo is out at the end of this year. That was their six-year partnership ended this year. So it's not Alfa Romeo. Well, I I can't find anything that suggest what the name would be they're just saying sauber f1 so i'm not sure if it'll just if they'll just race under sauber or if they'll still hold on to the alfa romeo Mm -hmm. name even though alfa romeo the global brand will not be supporting the team anymore um they didn't also note in a in an article that i read that alfa romeo was actually looking at a merger with haas for a little while and that that partnership was just not going to work so they unfortunately are uh, removing themselves from the f1 space and are going to focus on the world endurance championship Hmm. i respect it yeah. Uh, other sponsorship news. Monster is now in yes. collaboration with McLaren. And thank you to everyone on Instagram who pointed out that Monster never had that partnership with Mercedes. It was mm, just Lewis. that they sponsored Lewis. And so I don't think that's going to change. Like, I, I don't see why Monster still couldn't sponsor Lewis. Like, I think, I like, I feel like there's no conflict of interest i don't know does it say anything oh i'm i'm sorry i'm oh. moving i'm, I'm researching <laughs> <the> next topic <laughs> yeah i had thought i had thought monster and mercedes were together but that is not the case and now i don't know i'm excited i feel like we could get some pretty cool liveries with monster and mclaren to me my brain automatically goes to colors yeah the colors don't work <laughs> well no but they monster has their special like their you know unique flavors yeah. and it's not always green if if any of you have ever tried the purple monster, it tastes like a purple pixie stick. And <laughs> I absolutely love it. I unfortunately cannot drink them anymore because... Why? It just... Uh, I actually don't drink caffeine anymore at all. It's just... Interesting. Yeah, it's just not great for me personally, but um, it is very good. <laughs> it's actually, like, too good. I can't remember the last time I had a monster energy drink. So also, and this is going to be our last note of news, but um, again from Red Bull Racing Daily and... They're just reporting on this, but um, there was a tweet that was put out this week and it says, um, and it's from Business F1, but it says, as per a report in the Business F1 magazine at the 2022 Singapore GP, Toto Wolf received confidential information from within the FIA and leaked the 2021 cost cap results to the media before any team, including Red Bull, had seen the results. So for those of you who just need a quick little refresher, there was that controversy with Red Bull in 2021 and how they weren't adhering to the cost caps and they did an interview or um, an investigation into it and it was supposedly just their budget for catering for catering <laughs> yeah. um so that's just a quick little note going back to the tweet here it was later revealed that shayla ann rao who was an fia interim secretary general at the time um she leaked the information to total wolf apparently allegedly um 
It goes on to say, team principals are also concerned that Toto has access to confidential information since Susie Wolf is employed by the, F, the Formula One group. And then they finish off this article of Business F1 by saying, a former team principal said, imagine that Jerry Horner or Raquel Stroll were appointed to head to head up F2 or get a job at Liberty Media. And then they go on to talk about it. But so this is going crazy because lots of people are like, that last part, so irrelevant. Susie Wolf is A, qualified mm-hmm. and B, professional. So to insinuate that, her marriage with Toto could be used as or as to give Toto an advantage in terms of like information would be absolutely ludicrous. Mm-hmm. And that is why the peeps are mad. And I am with, I am the peeps. <laughs> Interesting. It, yeah. It, it's just, and I'm seeing some awesome tweets from people, you know, supporting Susie and whatnot. And not that like her, her resume should speak for itself, but yeah. like legitimizing her accolades and whatnot. Um, yeah, this this account at Skyline GP says Susie Wolf is more than just Toto's wife. I'm so tired of women's qualifications and accomplishments being dismissed just because of their association with men. The entire FOM has affiliations. That's the Formula One um, management. management group has affiliations to a team in one way or another and singling out the only woman in high position reeks of misogyny. Oh, 100 percent. So, yeah, you know, it's been an off off season week one, but it has been a media heavy one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm teaching Emma things right now, actually. Too. I have been <laughs> offline. <laughs> That's okay. I don't know what's going on. That's a little media roundup. Oh, it's Hannah's. I just learned everything. I didn't know any of this. It's great. <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. Uh, let's talk about the 2023 season. Yeah. Yeah? Ready? No. <laughs> Should we go back into our top tens? Ooh, okay. So one of the first episodes we did which I don't recommend you go back and listen to because we were still trying to figure out all of our audio settings and they're not the best. Um, But we had predicted who our top 10 drivers would be in the end of the season, like who the, what the driver standings would be. So Hannah, you're a top 10. Um, I think we should do a little game here and let's attach a point to each driver that you correctly got in the top 10, regardless of position. Okay, what if- And an additional point if you got the position correct. I love that idea. Okay. You're gonna keep track? Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're doing you first. Okay. Max was one. Uh, Lewis second. But he was in the top 10, right? Yeah. Yeah. You get one point for that. Charles third. Checo fourth. Fernando fifth. George sixth. Carlos seventh. Oh, did I get that right? <laughs> um, Lance eighth. Pierre nine. And Lando, 10th. You ran out of hands. You got 11 points. I got 11 points. My turn. Hannah, you had guessed that Max would be first. That's two points. <laughs> Charles, second. And Checo, third. You guessed Carlos, fourth. Lewis, fifth. George, sixth. Fernando, seventh. Pierre, eighth. Esteban, ninth. And Lance, tenth. Which oh! is... <laughs> you beat me by one point. Oh, I got 10. Okay. You had both Alpines in the top 10 in your predictions. Listen, in past seasons, I believe both Alpine drivers have been mm-hmm. in the top 10. This was a terrible season for them. Yeah, not not it. Neither of us had Oscar in our top 10. No, I mean, how could, like, we didn't know what no. his performance would be like at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So how could we have even, you know, yeah. figured that out? And also, at the beginning of the year, the McLaren was a tractor. Yeah, they were pretty low <laughs> on the driver's standing. So... so. After the first couple of races, I was even kicking myself for having Lando in my top 10. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, we did it. We both had Charles in our top three. Yep. And yeah, he finished uh, fifth or fourth, actually, technically, whichever you want to look at it. I think it's because Fernando had more podiums. And mm, that's why okay. he finished ahead of Charles. Okay. Yeah, I learned that. that. Makes sense. Thank you, everyone on social media, because we don't Google everything before we talk. Well, we also said we didn't know why. Yeah, we we said it might have been my last name, but we didn't know. Well, that so. was like a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it would be my last name. Um, those were our top 10 predictions. Can't wait to do it again next year. Uh, we're going to do highlights, low lights. We posted on our story asking people to share their like top moments from the season. And I'm going to shout out Sophie. So her Instagram handle is KSW Studio. And she is the person who makes all these really intricate recaps after the races. Um, huge Lando fan. And she has created or she's put together every single race recap that she did and put it in like one big poster. And I'm going to be pulling from that because... I just, we don't have the best memory. The season started months ago um, and she has graciously sent us the poster for us to look at and it is it is very Lando focused, but I don't blame her because we're all Lando fans here. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, just going to be reading off some of what you guys had said to us. So starting off with highlight of the season. Hannah, what was yours? Singapore. Singapore? Yeah. Carlos's win? 100%. Interesting. What was yours? Lando leading the british gp for a second and like finishing second mm-hmm. that was it lando mm-hmm. at lando at silverstone i think was my highlight of the season mm-hmm. absolutely yeah it was great and it just because it was a home race so it meant so much more and i think that especially was the turning point of mclaren when they just completely had that 180 and i think that was a lot of people's highlights as well was yeah not even highlight but like we also went into biggest surprises like that was a huge surprise for people mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of you are saying, oh, there's so many Carlando podium in Singapore. Like that was a lot yeah. of people's highlights. Well, and yeah, so I say Singapore. Yes, Carlos winning is like most of my reasoning as mm-hmm. to why, but, um, his whole strategy at the end of yeah. keeping Lando within DRS was, I just think like a really great show yeah. of his strategic abilities, um, which you don't say about Ferrari too often. So, um, yeah, that was for sure. I, lots of people are, are calling that out. Carlando, Singapore, Carlando. Yeah. The last lap overtake on Checo by Charles mm-hmm. with that in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're talking about? Yeah. yeah. So that was a great moment. I think as Ferrari fans, we've all just kind of learned not to get our hopes up throughout, mm-hmm. the, cur- throughout the course of the season. And so seeing Charles actually make something with that Ferrari and like, especially in the last lap too, like it was, it was a moment to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, wish we had it more in the season, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, Liam Lawson scoring points. Mm-hmm. That was the highlight. Yeah, Danny Rick coming back. Danny Rick coming back. Also a highlight. Not to say that we're happy Nick was gone, but I mean, we all wanted Danny Rick to not lose a seat in the first place. So mm-hmm. it was him having him come back. Huge highlight of the season. I remember when it happened, I was at work, but I but I was like with <laughs> clients at work, so I couldn't do anything about it. I was just like, I can't, I can't celebrate this right now. I can't even talk about it. Like I have to be really professional. Um, yeah, that was a good moment. I know Hannah and Zoe put out like a bonus episode, like, fan behavior put out a bonus episode to talk about it and so that was really funny Mm -hmm. it was like because it was it was like breaking news for everyone daddy rick was coming back um i think oscar sprint win is also something that people are are responding a lot here Mm -hmm. um that whole weekend was really great for Mm -hmm. him so absolutely that's one of them um oscar's rookie season is a highlight yeah in general i think there's that stat that he's the first rookie or yeah the first rookie since lewis hamilton to 
achieve as many podiums as he did or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I remember, yeah. Uh, Lewis's pole position, that was also very big mm-hmm. for, for, I mean, all of us, but Lewis Hamilton fans in, in particular. Oh, the Charles and Lewis collab post after getting disqualified. <laughs> See, I don't think that was a highlight, but it was like an iconic moment. Yeah, I would agree. I, I wonder agree. whose idea that was. Do you think? I th- Okay. I feel like Charles is a little bit not as social media friendly. Yes. So I feel like Lewis did it and just collab with him and Charles and Lewis had to explain to Charles, like, just accept it. Like, just, just say yes. Yeah. And it'll show up on your yeah. feed. You don't need to do anything. I totally think so. Um, <laughs> Danny pushing Yuki in the water with the sharks. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This um, is so funny. Cause what? I just know who's, who's sending these in, but Logan's new contract. And it's oh, yeah. just like our like loyal American listener friends. Yeah. <laughs> like that was yesterday, babes. <laughs> yeah. Literally yesterday. This was like an off season, not off season, an off track moment. But did you watch the Lando and Oscar red flag, green flag video? Yeah. Yes. That was probably one of my favorite interview moments. And I think it was one of the interviews where I was like, oh, wait, like Oscar's really funny. Like he's like is... so dry funny. I know. But that was one of the favorite, like one of my best or my favorite interview moments. Mm-hmm. I think mine was probably the girl, the grid about Vegas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was very interesting. Yeah. Also, also. What? So at the end of every F1 season, they do F1 Secret Santa. Yeah. Have you got that video yet? No. No. But it was filmed at Abu Dhabi. Like, as it usually is. It's usually filmed at the last race of the year. Pierre. Got a tripod. Pierre got a tripod from his Secret Santa, which is the funniest thing. And we, until the video comes out, will not know who his gift giver was. Lando? I don't think it'd be Lando. But it has to have someone with that personality. It wouldn't shock me if it was George. Do you think George would have thought of that? I don't know. I mean, Charles would be the obvious answer. It's like, that's the SpongeBob to his Patrick, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Esty Bestie on the podium? Esty Bestie on the podium. I think just hearing him say Esty Besties on the podium, that was a good moment. And that was in Monaco. I need to rewatch that race. I don't remember how Esteban ended up on the podium. Don't. It was so boring. <laughs> I just remember that was the same weekend, obviously, as the Indy 500. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching Monaco and it felt like it was three and a half hours long and then watching the Indy 500 and I was like... I know. It's just went this by is so amazing. fast. Well, I know that was the same weekend that Lando Lando and Charles had that tunnel incident. Yes. And Charles, law, and Charles had a three-place grid penalty, which was... Esty qualified fourth and then Charles had a penalty. So Esteban So what was the start? So if you go to the starting grid... So that makes Good job, best one. total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. That is Monaco, though. You you finish how you qualify. Yeah. There's not a whole lot else going on there unless you get a grid penalty. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Except this year was, yeah, kind of boring. But yeah, there's just a couple other, like, Las Vegas as a Charles Leclerc fan. Mm-hmm. Lots of people are saying that it was, like, their favorite just, like, with the last lap overtake, but also just, like... The whole weekend for Charles. Mm-hmm. More just like off track moments. Anytime K Megs was, was with his daughter. Yeah. Those were highlights. Um, Seb coming back for a bit and having the bee farm. <laughs> like, oh, that was yeah. good. That was a good moment. Um, I don't even, I'm like blanking on what else happened on off track. Oh, Charles releasing music this year? Yeah, none of us saw that coming. No. He dropped three songs? Two songs? He, I believe two. Australia, Miami. Monaco. Monaco, so three. Three. You're right. Yeah. And then he dipped. <laughs> and then he's like, I don't have time for this anymore. Oh, he'll be, I'm sure he's working on it in the off season. Yeah. He's I like, wonder if anyone 
had him on their uh, Spotify wrapped. Oh, I saw, I, yes. But like for real or was it photoshopped? Yeah, no, I saw some people posting or maybe he was reposting someone who had him. I have, I have not listened. What? To any of them? No. You don't listen to piano? Not my vibe. Not my vibe either, but I had to listen for like, at Charles' sake, like. I just, you could tell me that it was Charles behind that piano or you could tell me that it was literally anybody else. And it's still like. Wouldn't... He's very talented. Oh, I'm sure he is. It's That's just so not funny. like something that resonates with me all that much. That's fair. You're an EDM girly. I, I <laughs> which I learned, <laughs> which I learned about Hannah. Um, so weird. Well, not, not, not that it's weird. Not that it's no, weird. no, no, like, no. Not what that's I fine. It, it, there's many things about me that are unexpected. Um, one of them being obviously Taylor Swift, my top artist on Spotify for my rap. I'm, was she yours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but my number two was Monoskin, and I told Emma recently I that I'm a Monoskin fan, and she had no idea and does not like them. I love them. It's I the can't. Italian band the, from Eurovision. I love them, which doesn't seem like it would be my vibe, but they are. So yeah, that's. I guess he's from Monaco, but that's my my like Italian music interesting <laughs> okay if you guys if someone did actually have charles on their spotify wrapped can you please let us know okay i saw a, a few when it was but posted. like it could have easily been photoshopped maybe. maybe like how many times are you listening to that sad piano song like, like yeah and if you are let's talk bestie like are you okay reach out we're here for you <laughs> we're here for you <laughs> um i'm gonna move on to our worst let's go into the low lights the Someone just said Vegas. Vegas wasn't even that bad. It was just like the lead up to the actual race. There was a lot that went wrong. And then the race itself was pretty good. I personally think Vegas is my low light. Really? Carlos running over the manhole. Lando crashing was probably one of my... If Carlos didn't... If that didn't happen to Carlos, he wouldn't have had to take a new power unit. And he probably would have finished in the points. Mm -hmm. And that probably would have put Ferrari above Mercedes Mercedes in the Constructors' Championship. So... Probably. That's the lowest of lights for me. I agree that there's a lot that went wrong. Yeah, we know you don't like Carlos. <laughs> but You I should th- say something about Lance. But I think... <laughs> what do you mean? Well, he literally shoved an engineer. That should be your low light. <laughs> I think that Vegas... <laughs> I think that the race itself, Vegas, was very exciting. But, like, yeah, obviously a lot went wrong. I'm a Lando girly, so seeing him crash out on lap four, I... Like I said in the episode, I was sick. Like, I it was like, I don't want to watch anymore. Um, but yeah, no, Lance shoving uh, a crew member, his trainer, whoever that was, not... Oh, right, not an engineer. Not a good, mo- not a good moment. Not a good moment. Not a, not a good moment at all. Um, hopefully lessons were learned. Uh, no one's really talked about it in a while. So I think everyone's just kind of moving past it. But yeah, not the best moment. Hey, Lance had a few good finishes this season. I love him. Remember he, quali- oh Remember he qualified third? And I just changed the whole background here to just the Lance stuff. Like the, the, I had the Not jersey. just this. Not just The this. rebrand. You rebranded the entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. That was a highlight for me. Yeah. I love the rebrand. Here for the rebrand. Daniel breaking his hand. It, yeah. Definitely a low light. Um, like right when he came back too. And everyone was like, okay, what, is he going to race in Vegas? Is he going to race in Coda? Like, what's going on? But then we saw Liam in the, in the chair, which, like, in the chair. What? In the car, which was great. That Brazil formation lap, someone says. <laughs> I don't remember Brazil formation. Oh. Oh! <laughs> Qatar. Just Qatar itself was a disaster. 
Uh, is that where Max got his championship win? I don't know. I don't remember where officially he did get it this year. What race was it? Was it Qatar? What race was it when Lando got his lap time deleted, like, right after post-qualifying, and, like, no one knew what was going on? Was that Qatar? I don't even remember. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Someone just said, every Charles DNF, DSQ, DNS. Yeah, not his best season. Um, The amount of red flags we saw in Australia... Do you remember how long that race was with how much was going on? How many restarts? Like, Australia was... Do you remember? No, I don't remember anything. But you remember how, how long Australia was, though? Did you fall asleep? Maybe you fell asleep. Like I probably fell asleep. I probably... Yeah, I think I did. I think I think I just fast-forwarded fast through the red flags when I watched it. Three red flags, two safety cars. Yeah. Charles was when out we... in the first round. Half the grid DNF, it was Leclerc, Gasly, Ocon, DeVries, Sargent, Magnuson, Russell, and Albin. What the f- In Australia! What happened? I, everything went wrong. <laughs> I don't remember. It was one of the first races of the season. I don't blame you for not remembering. Um, This person says when we found out George was wearing glasses to hide himself from crying. When was that? What? When was that? I don't know. I don't know. Biggest surprise of the season. Mm, I mean, the obvious answer is Oscar Piastri. Yeah. And like McLaren as well, just the the turnaround, eighty, the turnaround, the way that they were the only car on the grid at one point. At some points, where mm-hmm. that was challenging Red Bull, we got to give them more credit. I would have loved a season where they started out like that. Why are you laughing? Because this, there's one person that just keeps sending an IndyCar. Like oh. <laughs> there, there was like an IndyCar high, an IndyCar low, and then an IndyCar like there's like Graham Rahal putting it on pole, like. I respect yeah, totally, it. but like totally. just Huge wrong surprise. racing series, but totally. Yeah. Um, um, there's lots here about Alex and Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that what Williams finished seventh in the in the constructors. Mm-hmm. It was all Alex except one point. Uh, we got to give him credit where credit is due. Ah, uh, this one. Uh, this one's actually hurt my heart. This person says not racing related, but the Isa and Carlos breakup. Okay, I wanted to bring that up because. That was a surprise. Not yeah. racing related at all. Yeah. And wh- like, who are we to comment on relationships? Like, we're gonna anyway. Um, what? Like, yeah. Huge surprise. That was sad. It was so sad. And hey, you know what? If he's happy with Rebecca, love that. Issa's glowing. Like, she mm-hmm. looks like she's living her best life. But yeah, no one expected that. And they were, they were like endgame. I thought so too. This person says the entire grid staying the same for next year. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. That is a surprise. Mm-hmm. We'll have no rookies next year. Mm-hmm. Lance's P19 to P5. Someone says the McLaren upgrades. I still don't understand it. It's like they got a brand new car mid-season. Fair. Yeah. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think any of us expected it. I like, like the personal ones that people send in. They're like, I started to like Max. Or like <laughs> that was a big surprise. I started like yeah. my love for Logan Sargent or like yeah, it's yeah. just kind of funny. It's I like, did not expect to be rooting for Logan Sargent as often as I did, but I just I wanted him to do something so bad that I was like I gotta root, I gotta root for him. I need to see something. So at one point I was also rooting for him. Max, Max in an Elvis suit is that what you're yeah, Max in an Elvis suit. <laughs> that was that was a shock. That I'm just shocked that they got him in. The Elvis-inspired suit. Ooh, I have thoughts on most iconic radio messages. Most like, okay, what are they? Mine? Yeah. Mine is, 
And that's a penalty for Mr. Russell <laughs> or whatever he yes, said. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When Char yeah, that was a good one from Charles. Um I think one of my favorites I think anytime Max and GP were chatting on the radio, just you you could expect it was good. Like when he was like, I wanna go for fastest lap and GP's like, No, and he's like, Yes, and then went and did it. Yeah. Like, no one can tell Max what to do. Um, I, I slightly butcher that. It's a penalty for Mr. Russell. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Carlos saying that the point eight from Lando was on purpose. Yeah. That was such a good moment to, like, hear. Yeah. Because we're like, oh, he, this man knows what he's doing. Yeah. Like, he knows. He knows what he needs to do. Oh, I totally forgot. This is so long ago now. I totally forgot about George. Is anyone else reporting rain? Rain in, in turn eight or whatever. And it was just literally his sweat. sweat. Just sweat on the visor. Or we're forecast for a podium. What went wrong? Oh, yeah. Okay. That the one I didn't forget about. forecast for a podium. That one killed me. And then all the... All the George Weatherman memes that came out after yeah. that were just so good. Who said? This is funny. I don't know who said this. I don't know if you can see, but I've got a car right up my bleep. Oh, I think that was George. <laughs> I think it was George who said, I don't know if you can see, but there's a car at my ass. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, I, I keep scrolling and it says, George's, I have a car up my ass. Mm-hmm. Never fails to make me laugh. Yeah, okay. Max says, no radio on the brakes or stop talking to <gasps> me in the turns. Like... I loved it. Stop talking to me while I'm breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Send them my regards. Send them my regards. Yeah. That was crazy. That was good. Um, I got, I had so much more respect for Max in that moment. Toto Wolf. Lewis, the car is bad. We know. Please drive it. (laughs) Right. Right. Denise or something. We knew that we know the car is shit or we know the car is bad. Just please keep driving. Yeah. That was early on in the season, wasn't it? (laughs) I thought it was a few races ago. I can't remember when I'm, it's all forming in one big race in my brain. I can't remember where any of them are from, but um, Max wanting to do pit stop practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the Viva Las Vegas. Viva. Oh, and he was started singing. Okay. That. Also, was this like an AI meme or was Carlos told after Singapore, he wasn't allowed to sing smooth operator due to copyright. Purposes. I think that was a meme. Okay. <laughs> I think that was an AI meme because I saw that too. And I was like, that doesn't sound like his engineer. It doesn't sound like his engineer. And it also like him. you can't copyright someone singing it. I don't think so. I don't think so. If it's yeah. their own voice. Yeah. I don't think there's a copyright infringement there. Um, That's funny. But that would have been a highlight for me. I think he did still sing. That was a, sm- he's cause he said that was a smooth operation. Yeah. That's what he said. That's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, in Italy, Lando, why are people so stupid? Um, they can't look in the mirrors. Lando definitely did have some sassy moments on the radio. Oh, yeah. Like, all oh, the drivers did at one point. Or Alonso watching the race and complimenting Lance. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like, that was a great turn. Or right. tell Lance that was a great move into turn one. Like, focus on your own race, buddy. Like, what are you doing here? Anything else we should mention for the 2023 season? We didn't even talk about Charles's why am I so unlucky? Like, obviously, it's not a good radio message, but, like, that yeah. was an iconic one. Yeah, it hurt. That was an iconic one, though. It hurt. People are thinking that Red Bull's actually going to be challenged next year because, I mean, obviously, they had an entire season to gather data. Data? Data? How do you say it? I say data. Data. But data is also correct. I'm just asking. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's it's way, we like, we don't know. I hope Red Bull has some challenges next year. Not like internally, but on the track. I don't want them to, I don't want any team to struggle. (laughs) Ideally, we'll see a Charles win next year. Absolutely wild that there was only one race that Red Bull didn't win. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I don't, yeah. Red Bull's domination, that was, I think, the biggest surprise. I think at, at some points we were all just like, no, there's no way that Max can keep winning all these races. And then he just kept winning all those races. Like, and Checo only won two, hey? At the beginning of the year. Yeah. I think it went Max, Checo, Max, Checo. I think and so. And then Max. Or was it just Carlos? Carlos? He won. No, he won two. Okay. Lots of, like, Liam Lawson doing mm-hmm. well and SG Bestie on the podium. Um, Piastri doing well. Um, I just want to know how many sprint races we're going to have next season. If we have Has six again. Announced? I don't think so. Oh. But if we have six again, I swear to God, I, w- I will only watch three of them. No, you won't. I hate sprint races so much. We all hate sprint They're races. They're so annoying. I don't I don't care I don't care about them. I don't care what they do. Unless it, it doesn't benefit anyone. I think that's why I got annoyed because it was like Okay, but they heard the I think that they heard the um frustrations loud and clear this mm-hmm. year. And I think there's no way they come back next year with the same sprint format. Yeah. They might do the same amount, but I think they change something. Okay. I hope so. They have to. It's they so like bad. it wasn't just two silly girls on a podcast talking about changing the format. Like big F one journalists mm-hmm. and big media outlets were talking about how they're boring and they, they need to change. to change it. Yeah. So do you know how to put a drum roll effect into the podcast? I can. Okay. Star, insert drum roll effect. Star. Okay. We have big news. We have big news, and we're very excited. Yeah. Uh, which we've teased. Like, we've teased. it's not like, it's not like this is like brand new information. It's not. But. Merch. Yeah. We the, have merch. The merch gals have their own merch. Merch gals have their own merch, which is really exciting. Um, so this was something in collaboration with Furious Motorsport. So we've been lucky enough to work with them all season. And, you know, that's, we have like our Furious hot takes with them. Uh, we even had Brad, one of the owners of Furious Motorsport on one of our episodes, mm-hmm. which is still one of our highest rated episodes. Mm-hmm. It was a really great episode. It was a good episode. Yeah. Um, Boston as well, part of Furious Motorsport. So we are so thankful to the whole team there. Um, but they helped us create like a little mini line. And it, it's there's only two items. Yeah. Emphasis on mini. mini. This is, I think, a little bit of a test run for yeah. both us and for Furious just to see like, you know, we see you, we hear you, we chat with you in the DMs, we see where you're listening from. You guys are are very vocal with us, and I like that we've created that like back and forth kind mm-hmm. of discourse. But um, this is this will like tell us, yeah, how how much of a fan base like we really do have in terms of like people who are willing to spend their money and and buy merch with our our logo mm-hmm. on it, like, yeah. and support us in that way and just support track talk. Like, I'm gonna actually get emotional a little bit probably. Um, like track talk started, we always say this as kind of like a joke because we were like, well, we have opinions, let's put them out there. And we did, and we didn't really expect anyone to l- listen, um, but you guys did. And not only that, but you you talked to us. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't just two girls talking track anymore, even though that's how it started. It's It turned into so much more. Mm-hmm. It turned into a community. It turned into um, a place that we were looking for. You know, we always wanted to have a place where we could feel like we could share our opinions and not be, not be judged, but be heard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're very lucky that there are many communities like that in Formula One. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's grid click, there's fan behavior. Mm -hmm. She loves Formula One. Like they all create these safe spaces and we're honored to have also created a space like that. Mm -hmm. And so this merch line isn't for us. It's for all of us, like it's for, it's for you. If you feel like you're part of track, like talk. You, well, you are a part of track talk. Yeah. And so, yeah, we have, we have the shirt, we have the crew neck and you know, it's March 
we're not looking to get anything out of it. We want to give you guys a reason to feel like you 100% are part of this community. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so this is what this little merch line is, this little drop, which is like, it's huge for us. Like we're excited. It's I never would have like literally no. never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that um, when we started this in March, we'd have merch by the end of the year. Yeah, no. Like I, I thought, you know, we'd pick up some listeners. We'd maybe like have a viral video here and there. And look at this for what we've been able to create in, I, in nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I never would have expected it. And that's, you know, yeah. artists say it all the time. I always thought it was so like cliche to be like, I never would have been able to do this without you guys. But, but like, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Like this is like, like you choose to spend your yeah. Tuesday listening to us talk track and talk <laughs> trash okay well that's what, <laughs> that's what track talk came from yeah is like it kind of because it sounds like trash talk mm. we don't we try not to trash talk but like that's it's just a fun little play on words so thank you yeah the merch is for you it will be out it'll be on pre-order be this week mm-hmm. um for a limited time for pre-orders mm-hmm. um i do believe in the first X amount of orders. I don't know if we've solidified that number, but in the first X amount of orders, there's going to be um, a little extra yes. from us. I think the first 75 orders. 75? Okay. First wasn't... 75 orders will get a little a little gift. A little gift. Um, so when that link drops, obviously we'll promote it, but get yourself some Track Talk merch. Ask your parents to get it for you for Christmas. I know like Christmas. Yeah, the like, holidays the are coming holidays up. Holidays are coming up, but um, yeah, we're excited. We are, we're, we're proud. And like, this is, we did a whole season. Mm-hmm. And I hope that this is just the beginning of mm-hmm. like, um, well, a couple things. I hope this is not our only merch drop. I no. hope that we can, we have some really great ideas already in the pipeline. Yes. Um, which is so funny because the first one hasn't even come out yet, but we do have some great ideas. We've been going back and forth. Um, I think that we have high hopes for what next season brings mm-hmm. um, in terms of like us growing as a community and us growing as weird to say, but like media members hopefully um ideally knock on wood that is what what a lot of mm-hmm. of outlets refer to us as so us growing as media members even though neither of us have gone to school for journalism yeah, or, no. or anything like that <laughs> and uh and the track talk community just yeah mm-hmm. growing and um talk con- con- continuing to talk back to us mm-hmm. and we'll continue to talk to you every tuesday mm-hmm. Although we are taking a short break. This is a programming notice. We are taking a short break in December. <laughs> yeah, we need it. I mean, everyone needs it. Like, we got to enjoy the holidays. Um, but, like, we're still here. Also? Oh, what? Okay, you guys, I will not be offended if you tell me that you don't want this to happen. Oh but my God, I, don't I, I, I watch documentaries all the time. And I kind of, in the off-season, want to have a TikTok series of, like, what you guys should be watching along with me. It's like a book club, but like not really a book club. Yeah. Like just like a recap of like what I've been watching and what you should watch too. Because I have had people respond to me and be like, oh my gosh, I watched that documentary too or whatnot. So mm-hmm. um, I think look out for that because Track Stats with Han is no longer a weekly thing right now. So maybe like I have to workshop a name. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. You're so excited that's for coming. this. I am excited because <laughs> pop culture is another love of mine. Mm-hmm. So anything that related, I can get behind um also spotify wrapped came out this week yes oh my goodness we don't have apple music like personally so i don't have you seen anyone take us on apple music like the apple replay thing yeah yeah i don't think so okay so if you have thank you like anywhere you listen to our podcast is amazing but spotify wrapped came out it's a big deal and the fact that we are some people's top podcast we were her uh 88 countries 
is where we were streamed. Wow. In this last year, which is a lot of countries. It's a lot of countries. Like, I don't, I can't yeah. wrap my head around it. So just thank you for listening to us. And um, I, I think we came out with just over 1,800 minutes of, of episodes. And there was one girl who listened to 2,000. And I was like, that's not possible. And she's like, oh, I had to rewind a few times. I get really distracted. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> like, same bestie. I was like, thank you for, like, the support, though. Like, you want to hear what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you all were posting on your stories, like, oh, my gosh, I'm top, like, 0.6%. And, like, the fact that you're excited to share that with us. Like, we're excited. excited. We're so. excited. I, like, that didn't even cross my mind. I was so excited to get my Spotify Me too. to see, Me like, too. who my favorite or top artists are. And then people were sending us, like, where their top podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hold I know. up. Like, that was just... Very imposter syndrome out of imposter body syndrome. Is yeah. like it was so strange, but thank you, just like thank you, just thank you, just thank you, so much. And this ending is not us. This is very sappy. Yeah, and oh, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> we're not like this. We usually are not like this, but we want you all to know how mm-hmm. much we appreciate you. And mm-hmm. merch on sale this week. Mm-hmm. And big things are coming. Big things are coming. Yeah. And this is no. You you go. Oh. We still have not wrapped up an outro. <laughs> this was the 2023 F1 season recap. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? We're just really bad at stuff like We're that. We're so bad at outros. <laughs> okay, I'll do it again. This was the <laughs> This was the 2023 F1 season recap. We are Track Talk. Catch out for now.